Hello from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Murphy. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. Also, don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmsen. He's a retired ordained minister, author, and UFO researcher who did intense study and research for the Mutual Unidentified Flying Objects Network. For decades, Jim has interviewed, ministered to, and helped multitudes of alien abductees. He himself suffered strange encounters in his youth and was set free. As a minister, former abductee, and researcher, he understands demons and their hierarchy, spiritual warfare, and deliverance. And if you will help me welcome back Jim Wilhelmson. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing great. How about you? Great. Thanks so much for taking the time to come back. Last time, Jim, we were talking about your book, Beyond Science Fiction, and then we touched on the great deception, but we sort of ran out of time, and there was still so much in the book that I wanted to cover that we never got a chance to to talk about. So that's what I'd like to do today. And just to kind of refresh or recap, maybe for those listeners that didn't hear the first program, we talked about how you first got interested in the UFOs and what aliens really are. We touched on the Great Deception and then a little bit of Roswell. But I kind of wanted to go back to Roswell to start off this interview. You were actually spent some time there, and can you tell us how you got there and what happened? Well, in 2003... Um, I went to speak at the first Ancient of Days conference. That was a conference put on by another Christian, and he actually um, introduced pretty much the secular UFO community, investigating community, with the um, the few of us Christians who were actually addressing the whole UFO alien phenomena from a biblical perspective. And at the time, I'd probably say in the whole world, there was only about 12 of us, all of us in America. There might have been some others, but... Um, I'm not aware of them at that time. This was in 2003. So there was about maybe 12 of us in the whole world, and most of them, like I said, coming from America. And seven of us, seven of us were invited to come to this first conference. So we were there. This is the first time we met each other. Some of us have corresponded on email, but this at that time was still not a very popularly understood thing within the church. So that was our first um, introduction to one another as Christians, but also introduction to um, the secular field that didn't even know that a biblical perspective even existed. And when they did, they quickly started readjusting. You would think that many of them would be honored, excited, or um, um, at least pleasantly surprised by the fact that we could confirm a lot of their own research because we found it to be verifiable in the scriptures, but instead they became very defensive and very um, um, standoffish because they, most of them, had a belief that this was a good thing, where we're presenting doom and gloom, but no, this is part of an end-time deception. So, you know, there was tensions um, right from the start, but at the same time, there were also mutual respects for one another, even though we did agree, disagree. So this was the first major thing. Well, my first time being in Roswell... Um, I already sensed or had this weird feeling that I was going to be maybe sent there or, you know, there was something more for me to be involved in Roswell. Um, Of course, as soon as I got there, one of the, uh, one of the people come up to me and says, now, you know, I'm not telling you anything new. Apparently you already know this, but the Lord told me to, to confirm for you that yes, you are supposed to be here in Roswell and the Lord's calling you to Roswell. Well, by the end of the seminar, I was thoroughly convinced that, yes, I, I did need to, to go there and to live there. So on my way home, now, uh, my wife and I had just been married only three months. And I warned her before we got married. I said, God's going to have me go into places that nobody else would even want to think about going. And, and are you, you know, are you willing to do that? Because if the Lord says go, I'm going to go. And you'll, if you're going to marry me, you're going to be going with me. So she said, okay, well, this was to be the test then. When I came back, I wasn't 
exactly knowing how I was going to present this to her. And I, I sat her down. I said, "Hon, I got something to tell you. And she says, I know. We're moving to Roswell, aren't we? <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> the Lord had already prepared her and already told her that that was going to happen. So she gave up a, a career job. I, I sold out of my business. And uh, not knowing really anybody or any job connections or anything, we literally gave everything up, sold our home, and, and uh, piled up all our stuff and, and moved down to uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Um, within a year's time, I had my own store right across from the International UFO Museum. Uh, thanks to the supporters and readers and, and uh, viewers of my videos and my uh, uh, website, I got donations from them so that I could run my store not like a business but like a ministry. In other words, I was already assured from week to week, month to month, that I was going to be there. The money was there to pay the bills, to pay the rent pay everything. So that means when people came in, if the Lord laid it on my heart to give them a book, I gave it to them. I didn't have to worry about making a profit. And uh, really, I I really never did make much of a profit, but I could at least maneuver the business as a ministry and not a business. So we, I never had that double, um, you know, restraint on ministry. Um, I could do whatever I wanted, when I wanted, and how I wanted, uh, free from having to try to make a profit. So it really it was a, a great time. Um, I got to be an insider. I got to interview people that have never been on that never been interviewed before. Some of them Christians that didn't want to be associated with the whole UFO alien thing, and had some pretty, uh, pr I think, pretty dramatic stories um, that confirmed to me that the last thing that ever happened there was Project Mogul or uh, weather balloons. Uh, something definitely crashed. It literally scared the heck out of our government. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why, but uh, I, I think my time, my four years that I lived in Roswell was probably one of the most informative, productive things that I experienced. I got to meet just about everybody and anybody that was involved at that time in the investigation of UFOs or aliens. Uh, I got to talk to many uh, victims. It was from that that I was able to take my experience as a pastor working in the inner city of Detroit and help counsel and actually terminate the whole process for individuals. Now, Jim, does the Bible talk about alien abductions? I believe it does. In uh, Joel's second chapter, it talks about this. Uh, it talks about a locust invasion, and it's alluded to also. And it's and, and everybody across the board that understands prophecy always links Joel's second chapter to Revelation's ninth chapter. The same locusts that are sending out a bottomless pit, and um, Long story short, it's it's hard to explain here. I do a little bit in my book, but I've learned much more since my book, so I'm um, doing a um, a sequel to my book. It's simply going to be called Way Beyond Science Fiction, and it shows that, that there's a two-part invasion. One is clandestine, and one is um, visual, in-your-face, you know, before everybody. The clandestine one mentions that, that uh, they, this locust army, would... Uh, Two things that are pretty strange. One, during a combat or something, they fall upon a sword, they're not even wounded. The other one is that they will creep into the houses unawares. That creeping into the house is literally meaning like um, this scenario of an alien abduction. When you cross-reference that with Daniel's second chapter talking about the last beast empire, that they will mingle their seed with men, but yet they shall not, they shall not cleave unto one another even as iron doesn't cleave to clay. When you look at that whole text you know, right away some people said, well, see, see, that proves it. it. It's not successful. It doesn't cleave. I said, no, you got to look at the biblical language and then how it's used in context. The cleave there is talking about marriage. This time it will not be through an, a, sexual, a normal sexual relationship with a uh, family unit. This time it'll be outside of that. It'll be clinical. And the proof of that is the word for um, cleave. It's the same word used in Genesis 3rd chapter where it says, A man shall leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife, wherefore they, know they are no longer two flesh but one. So it's the same concept there, that this time they aren't going to cleave. There's going to be no family structure. There's not going to be any normal um, reproductive process. It'll be something outside of that, which is the very theme of alien abduction. All right, well, Jim, let's go ahead and take our first break. Listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond, Beyond Science Fiction, and we're going to discuss his book today, and we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call Call 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. You can control your health care with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is an alternative to expensive health insurance. You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family. It's not insurance, it's medical cost sharing. You can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses. It's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for it. You don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience. This is based on shared values. You are not alone. With Liberty Health Share, you're part of something bigger, a group of people who care for and support one another. Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever. It's simple and easy. Call 1-800-714-6993 right now for more information or visit libertyoncall.com. Get a free estimate today. Liberty HealthShare, there is an answer. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers radio show. Today, our guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond Science Fiction. And Jim, do you have a web address or something that you can give out so the listeners could go and purchase your book? Sure. Um, Echoesofenoch.org or .com. That's E-C-H-O-E-S-O-F-E-N-O-C-H.org.com. On the face, you just click the picture of my book, and it goes to uh, a place where you can go pay through PayPal and and buy my book. It's $15. That includes postage unless you're outside of the continental United States. Then I tell everybody the better deal is to go to Amazon. They have local subsidiaries in England, all throughout Europe, Australia, and you can get it there for much cheaper. Uh, The book is much more expensive. It's $23, but your postage is is going to be free because postage outside of the United States is actually $25. It's more than what my book is. Mm -hmm. Now, Jim, when you um, interviewed abductees, what kind of similarities do you find in these cases? Is there something that always seems to come up with these victims? Well, there seems to be two types of reasons for abductions. One is either they're they're trying to manipulate their minds or open their minds, restructure um, their way of thinking to delve into the upper realms of um, uh, what we would call the paranormal or supernatural. They're playing a lot of mind games. The other one, which is the more predominant one, is that they are extracting sperm and eggs. They're, um, the women will find themselves after, you know, they'll find themselves pregnant, even if they had no sex. Um, and even if their spouses have been, you know, on the other side of the world, and I've had some cases like that where, you know, these are uh, Christian women too. Now, some people would say, well, Christians can't be abducted. And yes, they can, and I've got plenty of cases to prove and show it. The problem is that either they have been subject to a vulnerability of of, uh, not having an ability to defend themselves because they're put into a dreamlike state, and then from that they're they're taken. Or um, Now, even then, in saying that, even then, if they start working with me, I can show them how they can set a default in their subconscious, and they can fight these things even if they're sleeping. Jim, Um, how is it that a Christian, especially a really devout Christian, how could they really even be touched by these evil beings? Well, in in one case, who a person who has become a very good friend of mine, uh, in one case, this woman was a pastor's wife. 
they are full gospel. They are they understand deliverance ministry, and actually, she's been a part of deliverance ministries. So she knew she knows very well equipped and knows how to fight these things off. But within her situation, she had a deep wound from her past that allowed a door to be open that allowed for these intrusions. Now, unlike others, because she knew her authority that she had in Christ, she could make these things go away. She stopped an abduction right in mid-stride and prevented them from doing anything. But they kept coming back. They kept trying. They kept trying. Now, in her situation, her father was also an Air Force pilot. He started investigating um, the whole UFO phenomena back in the 50s, and he got heavily involved, and I'm afraid that that he created some kind of a situation that was ended up becoming generational and passed on to her, where she was totally fascinated by the whole UFO alien thing before she was ever a Christian as a little girl, her and her twin sister, and that's a big, important thing there. There's certain items that are in common of what they're looking for as far as the genetic part. But in her case, she had a door open. Um, we discovered what that was. had absolutely nothing to do with UFOs or aliens, but a door of a hurt within her where these things... See, the aliens are fallen angels. Fallen angels, like demons, are very legalistic, and if they find any kind of ground that they can stand on to influence your life, they will they will use that. Most of the counseling that I have doesn't go back to the actual abduction. Matter of fact, I don't get a lot of juicy... Uh, wild stories that I can share with others, which would make for good uh, videos or uh, a good book. I allow God, by presenting the person to him, I allow God to dig into their subconscious and bring things out that they need to know. And in most cases, it's absolutely nothing to do with the actual abduction event. It has more to do with wounds and hurts in the past that need to be healed, so those doors are closed, so the enemy has no ground to stand on. And I, I find that, you know, they're not the things that movies are made out of. But I never cared about that. I want to help the person get set free totally. So that's been my main focus. But unfortunately, that doesn't cause, uh, you know, the press or the media or anything, even within Christian media, uh, to want to really hear too much about it. They want to hear, uh, you know, the scary aliens digging, pro you know, putting probes in and everything. And sometimes I get a little glimpse of that, but the majority of it doesn't seem to be something that the Lord even wants the person to relive or have to go through again. It'll be something totally unrelated, but something that sets them free, something that gives them a stronger ground of their own uh, personality to fight these things off so that they, when they, when they do fight them off, they eventually finally go away and never come back again because they've been healed, they've been totally restored, and there's no vulnerability anymore. So it's, uh, but it's it's something that that can be done, but it's something that, um, Christian or non-Christian, um, we can all be subject to these things. Uh, the only difference between a Christian and non-Christian, the Christian has all the power within them, in Christ, by the Holy Spirit, to make all of this go away, and to be brought into a place of knowledge and of strength where they can't come back to hurt you ever again. Is there a link between uh, that phenomena called sleep paralysis in these abductions to you? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And this is this is the part where um, even especially with uh, Christians that are Christians, but they don't, they've either, because of bad doctrine, they don't know the authority they have in Christ, and they can become paralyzed, and then they just become uh, victimized after that. But that's absolutely a, um, one of the tricks of the enemy. Now, the thing is that our God is so gracious, gracious that um, even if you can't speak anything out, you can think it. And by thinking it, this has been just as effective as speaking it out when you're under this paralysis thing. If you're default, and I help through counseling, I help people uh, literally impress the Word of God in their mind so that becomes their default. When they find themselves in a situation like that, um, their mind will also automatically go back, oh, help Jesus, help me Jesus, or, you know, something, or start praising Jesus. Um, but they can't stand that, and they, and they will leave. They will leave very unhappily, but they'll leave. I interviewed someone else, and they said something also about sending those demons to the abyss. Has, has that worked in any cases that you know? Um, that's what we can do, and that's where they go. And they don't like that, because then it's a, it's a cycling of up and down. Now, I find it interesting that 
that is exactly what happens with demons. They can be conjured up into a person's home um, simply by, by, and then when I'm dealing with the New Ages, it's what I continually tell them, that even though they may think they're doing God's work and are helping, if they're trying to use something other than prayer, um, and they're using like a go-between, like whether it be tarot cards, whether it be a Ouija board, whether it be rocks, crystals, um, auras, any of these things that they're trying to obtain as a as a go-between or a medium between um, God and man, God has said prayer only, not all this other stuff. So we do this other stuff. It's an act of rebellion, whether we know it or not. That act of rebellion allows these things to be conjured up in your home, in your life, maybe even in your own soul, in your own mind. So that is the, the, the going up part. The casting down, of course, is in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. When you cast these things out of the people, you command them back in the pit. So the very uh, thing that uh, in Peter, he describes the angels that sinned. He says they've been put into everlasting chains of darkness and reserved until the day of judgment or the judgment day. Now, everybody thinks, you know, these angels are shackled up in a bottomless pit waiting uh, for the day of judgment. I think that's what I thought at one time. I think that's what most people think and what's actually taught. But you have to go back to the original language in the in the Greek, and that's not what is being told us at all. Um, chains of darkness can mean uh, a shackle of any type, but it can also mean a cycle of going up and down. And that's exactly what we see with demons being conjured up and then cast back down. This is a preference of going up and down. They're put in everlasting chains of darkness, meaning darkness in the sense of a ghost. A wraparound shroud example, a ghost, is what uh, Dr. Strong says in his concordance. So um, they're being held in the reg- uh, unto the day of judgment. Held there means not that they're being held from escaping. They're being put on reserve to complete some prophetic event or final outcome. So this is exactly, they're stuck in this uh, somehow an electromagnetic uh, cycle of going up and down. This is why... Anything that's demonic or anything that of a UFO experience, there's some kind of an electromagnetic anomalies that are, both happen. Uh, people that have been experienced in deliverances will know that, that a lot of electronic anomalies will happen. TVs or lights will go on and off. Um, things that, you know, any radio broadcast thing will get real sketchy or whatever. And they seem to be able to have a... a to be able to play and manipulate electronics. And even with the idea of a UFO, sometimes suddenly a car will just uh, go dead. And it's actually from a low-level EM pulse where the engine and all the electronics will shut down completely. So there's a, there's a shared physics there that's, that's related between demons, fallen angels, and um, the actual UFO encounter. All these things point to the occult. All these things point to Satan and his minions. Um, they're all in common. The... Aliens, if they were really aliens, why are they not just approaching us in broad daylight and, and putting out what they have to offer or whatever? No, they're they're hiding in darkness. They do everything clandestine, just as the, the enemy would do and what you would expect them to do. But in the actual Greek, in, in the scriptures, it's literally telling us that um, that these things are manipulating us, that they're locked in a cycle of that. You know, the idea is it, it clearly says in that scripture in, in Peter that um, they're non-tangible spirits, the demons anyway. And so my question is, okay, if they're shackled up, how do you take a spirit that has no physicality to it and shackle it up? Well, you don't use a real shackle. It's that cycle of going up and down, and they're locked into some kind of an electromagnetic uh, holding, keeping them from, you know, going wherever they want or doing whatever they want when they want. It's got to be by permission, by our permission, by being disobedient, and then by the authority of Jesus, they're cast back down. Okay, well, Jim, let's go ahead and take our second break. Listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond Science Fiction. We're discussing his book today, and we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 855-371-FAST, 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147 One more time, 800-430-4147 Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers Radio Show. Today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson, and we are discussing his book, Beyond Science Fiction. Jim, uh, before I asked you, were there any similarities in the cases of victims? And then I took you off that trail because I asked you why Christians could be attacked. Are there any similarities that maybe we didn't talk about that we could talk about before we move on? Well, you know, each one of these things can have, or several can happen. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've been abducted, but there are um, there are consistent um similarities that that all abductions seem to experience the first one would be um a ringing in the ears before the encounter like a buzzing or a ringing in the ears i know in my own encounters the nights that i would uh would tell myself that i'm going to have this science fiction dream because they always mask my situations as a dream i whenever i knew i was going to have a science fiction dream i heard a buzzing in my ear before i went to bed and i went "Uh uh-oh they're they're coming again tonight. I'm going to have a dream, and they're coming again tonight. Was the fact that the first thing I would experience is what I would what they call the shadow people. You don't actually see them. You only see them out of the peripheral vision. You see like a shadowy figure. I could hear them talking to my mind, but I couldn't actually see them. And it used to scare me so much. I'd throw the covers over my head, and I was either put under or I was so scared that I passed out. But that was the normal routine for me. I would pass out. Then I had a sense of floating or flying. Many people literally at that time have the sleep paralysis. They're fully awake, but they see themselves floating up above their bed, and then they're actually going, materialistically going right through the wall, just as Jesus, after the resurrection, had walked through the uh, wall into the room where the apostles, uh, where where the disciples were. Um, The same thing would happen in an abduction situation where they're, they're floated above their bed and then sent through the wall, and then usually through a bright blue beam, uh, would be taken up into a, a craft or, or ship. Then there's usually some form of medical examination on a, a, a bare metal table, um, no anesthesia. There's usually a probe going up through the nose um, and then some other orifice areas that you don't, we don't even want to get into. Um, and these are pretty horrendous things. Most of that is blocked out and through hypnotic regression, which I'm totally against and don't do. Um, some of that can be brought out. But unfortunately, no matter how the person is trying to lead and guide, because your imagination is part of your subconscious, and if you don't have any gap to fill, your imagination might fill it in, you might end up having a non-existent situation happen, and you end up having post-traumatic syndrome because of it. So the mind is a, a very dangerous, gentle thing to be tampering with. 
the way I do it is through a prayer, but it's through a prayer with the idea that we're only going to allow God to dig in what needs to be brought out, and we're not going to allow anything else, you know, in the name and authority of Jesus Christ to come in. So I don't do the picking, guiding, leading, or anything. I be quiet. We let we be silent and still before the Lord with a very active mind thinking on the Lord, and then the Lord selects what needs to be brought out to the person, and they get either like a flash memory or a word or or something to indicate what our trail is to you know that we need to address and, and talk further about whether it be a situation or an incident or not. But um, the other things are that. Um, there's always a sense of like a, a form of post-traumatic syndrome. People usually they're having a hard time sleeping um, or getting a continued rest. They're ha- always having these bad dreams in their childhood. They'll they'll have uh, nosebleeds that just seem to come out from nowhere, and they and I'm talking a tremendous amount of blood where they they have to go running to the bathroom and, and hang their head over the tub or you know grab a a, a cloth to to mop it up. Um, they may find they have a little gap in their skin, what we call a scoop mark, where a DNA sample has been removed or taken. They may find a little bump by the behind their ear, on their on the near the palms of their hands, or uh, in their legs, or um, in their toes. And these are implants. Implants can be easily detected by using a, a, a stud finder. Um, there's also, a, I, I need to find out what the name of the instrument is, but there's an instrument that can record if it's broadcasting anything, sending or receiving, it can pick up what bandwidth and, and what wavelength it's, it's being done on. So there's a, a lot of different things like that that are in common. Now, almost all races are abducted, but there's a huge amount of a certain particular type of person that is um, abducted because they're looking for certain specific things in creating what I say is going to be a, a cybernetic, uh, transhuman, cloned um, little Frankensteins, and so they're looking for certain elements. I truly believe that where all of this is going is that they are looking for a, a form of self-redemption, whether they be a reptilian type, uh, uh, all the non-human types, the insectoid types, uh, the dolphin-like uh, greys, um, or the disembodied spirits, they want to, they especially want to come back into a bodily form. The others want to come into a bodily form that looks human. I truly believe that the DNA marker for our eternal body is already encoded into our DNA. They can't provide salvation for themselves, but they're looking for a form of it by synthesizing what we have, and that's what they're extracting. So they're extracting on purpose. They're extracting primarily from Caucasians, Primarily anyone that has um, twins in their life. Primarily anyone that's especially from the um, from a uh, ethnic ground of uh, Germanic or uh, Nordic uh, type of background. Um, as I said, twins and uh, especially uh, Rh negative factor blood. And what I find interesting is that is the very thing that the Nazis were working on. See, everything parallels. That's why Hitler's on the cover of my book. Uh, it all goes back to those guys. The program and the agendas that they had seems to be the exact same program and agenda that the so-called aliens have. I say they're one and the same, they're working together, and one is just a continuation of the other's program. The only reason that the Nazis even had this program, it was part of the original agenda by the fallen angels. They had come in contact with them through their occult beliefs and forged an alliance, and I believe that in my book I show all the scriptures that show that this alliance would come someday and that the end results would be the very technological advances that the Nazis had made that we now gleaned as being victors of the war, and we brought it into ourselves. Okay, well, Jim, let's take our last break. Listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmsen. We're discussing his book, Beyond Science Fiction, and we'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, 
brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147 One more time, 800-430-4147 This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows. You can't afford to wait. So call Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond Science Fiction. Jim, before we went to that break, you brought up the Nazis. In your book, you have a chapter about Hitler and World War II in the Bible. Can you expand on that? Well, you know, I, to try to be as open as I can about this, because it's funny, people will read my book and they'll go, you know, it's amazing how you put all these dots together and put them together as one story. And they say, you know, and I, and I agree with most of it, but boy, that Hitler stuff, I just don't, you know, I, it can't be that way. I go, okay, well, you know, that's all right. I'm not demanding that you believe it, but, you know, let's just see how things play out. And, you know, I could be terribly wrong, but I could be tremendously right. And we'll just have to wait and, and see. But... My claim is that um, whether, you know, we have a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament that we claim are, well, this is the Antichrist. Well, it's really a guess because there's nowhere in the text that it actually says this is the Antichrist. Or now we're talking about the Antichrist by type and shadow, by consistency in, in um, um, proper hermeneutics, hermeneutics. I would say that, yeah, it probably is, but then because there's no actual uh, uh, mention in the in the text that this is who we're talking about. Um, so I'm being as, as liberal and as open as I possibly can. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that there are many scriptures that are in reference to Adolf Hitler. Does it mean he's Antichrist? Well, maybe it could only mean that they're talking about this particular person in the last days that would do certain activities. So I give you those scriptures, and, you know, you can kind of, you know, check them out yourself and see what you would think. And I'm quickly looking here in my book to see <laughs> to make sure I can come up with them um, and and they're and they have like a time stamp on some of them um, one in in Daniel um, let's see that's in Daniel 8 23 and 24 in the latter time of their kingdom when the transgressors are come to a full a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up and his power shall be mighty but not by his power. He shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper in practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Now, there's a time stamp here. This is God talking to Daniel in the Old Testament times, but he's referring to the fact that this person would have a fierce countenance. He would understand dark sentences. Now, dark sentences means that he would understand a riddle or a puzzle that would be humanly impossible to find out on your own. So he's getting supernatural help. Cross-reference with Revelations 9th chapter, the devil gives him his power. Um, it's a power that actually is turned into military might. Who is like under the beast? Who can make war with the beast? So this is a, a king of fierce countenance. He has understanding of 
the occult that enables him to create new weapons with this occult understanding. And stand up, meaning he's kind of come to the power. And his power should be mighty, but not his power. See, it's getting a supernatural uh, assistance. It says, and he shall destroy wonderfully. Actually means horrendously, a Holocaust-type horrendously. And he shall prosper and practice. And, of course, you know, Hitler had brought Germany out from total poverty to a predominant world leader. It says that he shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. The mighty is the rich elite and the powerful, the ones that helped him get into a uh, position. He actually turned on some of them and had them put into the prison camps. But here's the here's the date stamp, and one you can't get around. It says, and he shall destroy the holy people. When you go back to the Hebrew there, it literally means people of the holy ones or the descendants of the prophets. So why, you know, you have to ask, okay, if that's the Jews, why didn't it say just my people, uh, the Jews, or, or something? Well, it just says the descendants of the holy people, because this is a time stamp that has to be after 70 A.D. Because Jesus himself told the Sanhedrin, because you have done this, rejected him. The kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation that brings forth the fruits thereof. This prophetically, I think, was in reference to the United States eventually becoming a called-out nation. Um, and through its uh, international um, immigration policies, caused the whole world to flow in, uh, just as it says in Isaiah 55.5. It was prophetically speaking of America. So, so this would be a person who would understand the occult, be able to make new weapons, and would kill... Jews in some horrendous way that always we remembered, and I'm saying that's the Holocaust. Now it says also that he would die during a war with a wound to the head. Now recently, I, my book's been out a while now, and it's been pretty well known, and so now I was expecting sometime that they would try to get on this new bandwagon that Hitler survived World War II. I think he died in accordance to the scriptures in Daniel 11th chapter. I think it's a 42nd, 40, 42nd or 44th verse. Um, he died without hand, literally the same language that is in um, Daniel 7, where it's in reference to Jesus dying without help. Um, the same language, the same kind of figurative uh, descriptions there. And so the other, the other key one is in Daniel 8, where it says that he will, uh, he will determine to change uh, time, laws and, and seas, or times, and it shall be given unto him a time, time, and a dividing of time. Now, that word is used only in one other place, and that's in Daniel's second chapter. Daniel is singing the praises of God and uh, talking about how he raises up one and sets down another. It is uh, he that determines times and seasons. Well, one word means fixed appointed times, and that's the same word that's used in reference that, that uh, this person, the same person, would hope to um, readjust fixed appointed times. And then it says, and it will be given to him time, time, and uh, dividing times. So that means that this person would be associated also with the ability to manipulate or travel time. That's the very thing that has come out more recently. I've been saying this for 20 years, and you know, 20 years ago I was the biggest kook in the world. Um, Richard Dolan, you know, uh, laughed at me in 2003 when I gave my uh, speech on um, the Nazi technology, the, the fact that they had developed UFOs and even an ability to breach the space-time continuum. Well, now he's become, you know, 20 years later, he's become the poster child for Nazi UFOs. So it's, you know, I was way too ahead of my time, made fun of then. Now those that at once laughed at me are, are hopping on and seeing that there's a lot of evidence uh, to the Nazi connection to the technologies of UFOs and um, this Diglaka, which we now even have a name for it, uh, their time-traveling project and program. Um, I've been saying this for 20 years. Now there's some very highly creditable um, researchers, secular researchers, that are saying the same thing that I said 20 years ago, and now, because they're saying it, it gives me a whole new area, a level of credibility. People that remember me saying things 20 years ago, they're now saying, wow, that Wilhelmson wasn't so crazy. I heard, I saw it on TV. It's, you know, somehow you see it on TV and the Internet, and it's got to be real. I don't get that part, but I'm enjoying a, a new sense, a new level of credibility that I never had before. Yeah, we talked about that last time. I think the fact uh, that all this stuff is in the media, in different, whether it's TV, film, video games, I think that is what has changed people's thinking that, you know, maybe this is a possibility, and especially when we're talking about the Christian population.
Oh, you know, and, and it's definitely it's seed planting. It's preparing, you know, the masses for something like this. And you know, so that I, on even while I'm enjoying a new level of credibility, this is a bad thing. You know, ancient aliens is a bad thing. It's it's preparing everybody for an intervention, an intergalactic intervention from a cosmic Christ. And uh, see, that's the premise. The premise of my whole book is that first off, the, the the Bible is God's word, and God's word is written outside of time. It's the beginning and end. The entire history of mankind, from beginning to end, already done. Ecclesiastes three fifteen clearly makes that a, a, as a biblical fact that that which is has already been, and what will be was, has already been, and God requires an account of that which has passed. The implications of that scripture means that that God in eternity is not sitting there. I'm God, and I know you know I'm all powerful, so. You know, um, I'm in this arm wrestling match with with Satan, and no matter what he does, I can just quickly readjust and and have it done. No, it's it's not a, like that at all. It's that it's already been done. Everything. That's why Paul said that we're already seated in the heavenlies because we are living in a parallel alter universe, mm-hmm. and where God is, it's already done. That makes the Bible so 100% reliable. It's already recorded history from God's perspective. It's already been done. So that's our assurance that the the Bible is God's word. Now, when we dig into it, my other premise is that God has not left us with any unanswered question. Anything that's going to come against or threaten our faith, God has already addressed it in his word. We just have to prayerfully, by faith, believe that, you know, if I had any hair, I'm I'm bald, by the way, and if I had any hair, I'd still be pulling it out whenever I hear a minister say, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about it. Listen, if the Bi- if something's coming against our faith, you better believe God has equipped us and given us scripture that clearly defines it as uh, part of a deception from the enemy, where it is, how it is, and why we need to stand on his promises against those false claims. So whether you want to talk about parallel dimensions, um, artificial intelligence, cloning, transhumanism, where is this all going? It's already been addressed in the Bible. God has given us full confidence that we don't have to fear about any of it, that he's in control, knows about it, and is going to put a stop to it. Well, Jim, we only have a few minutes left, and I don't want to run out of time. So what I think it's only fair to do, because we talked a lot about what these abductees, victims might have gone through, go through, I think it's only fair that we maybe give them advice. What would you have somebody who's maybe going through these terrible things, what would you advise them? As long as you're breathing, there's hope. You've got a God that loves you so much he died for you. It's not hopeless. It's not overwhelming. It's not all-powerful. They're liars, and there is a a way and a method, in spite of what the UFO community might tell you. an abduction can be totally terminated in Christ. I find it amazing that that, uh, the main theme within all of UFO investigations is that that these aliens come from wherever they come from, no matter what type they are, whether it be a Nordic, a reptilian, um, an insectoid, they all say that we have the God of the Bible, Jesus, wrong, and they want to correct us from that. And yet it is that Jesus of the Bible that I use to help these people get totally 100% set free. I said this to a major um, abduction counselor, a secular guy. I said, do you think maybe they're lying to you? Because that is how I'm able to terminate it. It's not me. It's Christ in me that works through it because he's the boss of everything and anything, no matter where they're coming from, no matter who they are. You can be set free in the name of Jesus, and I can help you to find that point. And can you tell people again where they would be able to get in touch with you should they have questions about this? Um, on Facebook, you just use my name, Jim Wilhelmsen, W-I-L-H-E-L-M-S-E-N. On YouTube, under my same name there, I've got 124 videos posted on just about every paranormal topic you can and, and also some mainline core um, issues of faith. Um on uh, my website, it's echoesofenoch.org, and in my book, uh, you can get it on my on my website or uh, through through Barnes and Noble and uh, Amazon, and that's Beyond Science Fiction. Um, I also my email number is a witness four one. That's a w i t n e s s the number four one at aol.com. I spend the first two hours of my morning uh, in prayer and then answering emails, and I treat every email. With individual prayerful attention, um, this is part of my ministry as a, a kind—I of, guess you might say—an online pastor. 
Jim, we have so many other things we could talk about the, you know, where maybe America falls into end times. You talk about uh, Operation Paperclip, you talk about time travel, hollow earth, a global conspiracy to believe a big lie. And I kind of wanted to get your take on CERN, but the thing is, we're really running out of time today. So I'd like to have you back on in the near future, if you would be okay with that. Is that Absolutely. Something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listeners, today my guest has been Jim Wilhelmsen. You've got to read his book called Beyond Science Fiction. And as always, Jim, thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us today. And listeners, until next week, God bless. Millions take comfort in God's Word on a daily basis. But what about the ones who cannot hear these precious words of truth? Where would I find hope? Imagine God's Word in the tongue of those who thirst for the same hope you enjoy on a daily basis. You can help them experience the same blessings you take for granted. This book is like a GPS system. I turn to it to chart my course as I begin each new day. Help someone hear God's Word for the first time by becoming a Wycliffe Associates volunteer and take part in the goal of Vision 2025, helping start a Bible translation in every language that needs one by the year 2025. Find out more by calling 800-THE-WORD. Who will show me the way? Make a difference and help share the hope of God's living Word. Call 1-800-THE-WORD. That's 800-843-9673. Or go to our website at WycliffeAssociates.org and find out how you can become a Wycliffe Associates volunteer. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. You can control your health care with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is an alternative to expensive health insurance. You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family. It's not insurance. It's medical cost sharing. You can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses. It's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for it. You don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience. This is based on shared values. You are not alone. With Liberty Health Share, you're part of something bigger, a group of people who care for and support one another. Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever. It's simple and easy. Call 1-800-714-6993 right now for more information. Or visit libertyoncall.com. Get a free estimate today. Liberty Health Share. There is an answer.